0: In addition to those picks, let me start that again.
1: <laughs> it's that morning voice. I, I know.
0: Just <laughs> welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. And here
1: we go. Come on, walk and talk. All right, here we go. You guys want to hear something neat? It's showtime. Hold your
0: ears. Folks. Here we go. See what you can do now. Take your position. All right, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this.
1: Hold on to your butts. Seriously? Listen
0: to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat them up. Enjoy. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Feeling It. Each week on this show, we like to share what pieces of pop culture we're really feeling. Whatever show, movie, song, or tech, we just can't get out of our heads. In addition to those picks, this week we'll be discussing two new Valentine's Day releases, Your Place or Mine, and Somebody I Used to Know. But before we get started with all of that, let's introduce ourselves. And when we do, let's answer the question, what is your favorite movie about the one that got away?
1: I'm Lucas Wright from Chicago, and I have the most basic answer. It is the classic film guy (laughs) answer. It is Casablanca. Casablanca is one of the best movies ever, and also one of the best, I would say the best, one that got away movie.
0: I mean, that is an excellent choice. I mean, that is, I don't know if it gets better than that. Yeah. I'm not a person that, like, has watched all of, like, the older classics, you know? Like, that's just not Mm -hmm. something that I prioritize. But when I meet someone who hasn't seen Casablanca, that is the one where I'm like, okay, well, you you gotta watch Casablanca.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah. I am Sandra Omstutz. I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee. And... Mine is n- not compared to Casablanca, but it's still a, a rom-com that I, I've always held near and dear to my heart. It's called A Lot Like Love, and it stars Ashton Kutcher and Amanda Pete. and it kind of has a an Harry Met Sally structure where it's we're meeting these two people throughout the years. You know, they, they keep finding each other throughout the years, um, but... I have always loved this rom-com, and it's something that was fresh in my mind after a lot of my viewing this weekend, and we can talk about that that more on, uh, nice. later on. <laughs> but before we, we get started talking about all of these rom-coms and Valentine's Day movies, I want to know, Lucas, what are you feeling this week?
1: Um, well, this week I am feeling a show called Welcome to Wrexham, which is an FX show, an um, uh, it's an FX documentary series following Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Ryan Reynolds from literally everything else fame um, <laughs> as they buy, buy out and start to manage a professional football team in a small Welsh town. Um, neither of these guys have any experience managing uh, or owning professional sports teams, um, but the documentary series I think does an interesting job of getting a look at what it's like for them kind of doing this takeover, but also what it's like for the players and the coaches and the fans um, in this kind of small town to have all of this, all of a sudden huge pressure and uh, visibility. Um, And so I think for me, it was very as, as someone who is getting into um, English football, (laughs) or I would say, you know, the, the premier league in general, um, I think it's been fun to see kind of what how much these sports teams mean to people in these towns. Um, it's on a, another level, <laughs> much higher, I think, than American football is in the States. Um, but I thought it was just very unique and interesting to see. And I'm very invested now in uh, in Wrexham and where they go from here.
0: And so s- some backstory on this was was this like super cheap or are they s- richer than i've realized like w- was this like a struggling football club that they're like hey yeah let's pick it up and start a hobby or are yes. they like much more yes. rich than i imagined
1: <laughs> i mean ryan reynolds I-, I looked it up is is extremely extremely rich <laughs> rob mckeleney not so much um but um, this was a, a basically a-, a team that was in one of the lower 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 professional leagues basically as low as you can get without being Mm non-professional um it it had basically it was about to be shut down um and so they bought it for two two million dollars which is you know i i think a very small amount for
0: (laughs) yeah that sounds pretty low
1: i who know nothing about how much it costs to buy football teams uh would assume that two million is pretty low i know they also have to invest multiple millions more into you know getting it back up and running and stuff like that um but i think it also just is an interesting look at like just throwing money at a problem like what does it actually take to because mm. they're, one of their goals is to take this team from you know the the national league which is like a tier 5 league all the way up to the top premier league uh league um yeah. And that goes through years and years of promotion and demotion and all of this stuff. But by investing in more players, by investing in a better field, like all of these things are, are stuff that they're looking at as an investment in this um, in this property. And so, um, I, I would say overall cost is probably at least double, <laughs> you know, the two million that they spent on um, on acquiring the team. But uh, I feel like for someone like Ryan Reynolds and probably Robert Michael that's uh, an investment, but not something out of this world.
0: Right. And what's – are either of them like major football fans or like are they becoming no, football fans? No, I think
1: they are. Um, I think this was really – I mean this is based on my reading of the documentary. Sure. <laughs> is This is really Rob, Rob McElhinney's dream um, okay. and he kind of – brought in Ryan Reynolds who they became friends over social media and stuff like that and so they actually meet for the first time in person in the show um and with the pandemic you know actually going through the process of purchasing a team from afar and all of these things and so um I think it's it's interesting to see them one learning about the sport but also learning about the culture um Ryan Reynolds is very much on the promotional side so how can we you know he's I feel like he's very much a business guy
0: yeah. at heart, right?
1: Um, and so I think he approaches it from a okay, how do we how do we get sponsors? How do we start to promote this team? Whereas Rob McIlhanny McEl- is more like how do we invest in the community? Um, he's learning Welsh. He's going before you know uh, you know boards of directors and cultural stuff that he's getting involved in, trying mm-hmm. to get invested in this town and community and and even the country of Wales. And um, so it's just two two interesting. Approaches. Approaches that these guys are taking, but yeah. um, I think it's a very entertaining watch. Uh, if you don't like soccer, um, I don't think it's going to be that interesting. But interesting. <laughs> if you are even slightly interested in soccer, um, I think it does do a really good job of digging into um, more than just the on the pitch stuff.
0: Mm. Um, I want to know. Where do you stand with Ryan Reynolds, like, before watching this and after watching this? Because he's, I think, a really interesting pop culture figure um, that people have a lot of, like, strong opinions about.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, watching this, I I was interested in it, but I also was not, I think, a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I think I used to be. I think I used to really like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, But I think he has done – he has had kind of a similar career in the last, like – you know, decade as the rock where it's just, mm. he has, he's playing a certain persona in everything that he does. Right. Um, basically post Deadpool. Um, he is just has this persona that he plays. And even in, it's, it's interesting in this documentary, he's still playing that persona. Right. And I know it's not him, you know, I know like when he goes home at night, he's not this like quippy jokey person um, to that extent, but that's his one, his one shtick at this point. Um, and I, I I don't love it. I I, I kind of find it a little bit annoying. Um, but I think in a, in a documentary series like this, I don't mind it. it. It feels more like he is playing himself, which I guess is closer to what we're looking for in something like this. Um, I went back and watched definitely maybe this week, which uh, is one of his is two thousand six uh, I guess rom com esque yeah movies. Um, and I think he works so well in in, in that movie, and he, really he does. is doing. S- he he has a little bit of a, a a quippy personality in that but he is acting in that right. movie he's doing some acting um which i don't think i've seen him do in over a decade so
0: <laughs> i know it's he, he has such an interesting career because he could he the rom-coms he has done he's been so great in them um he's also really mm-hmm. great in the proposal um yep and i remember you know I don't know how this film would hold up if I watched it again, and I would never watch it again. But I remember in college <laughs> he was in a film called Buried, yes, where he where he was like buried alive. Um, and he's the whole, very good in that. Yeah, he's. I remember it being very good and him being very good, and yeah, it was just interesting to see him go from. A movie star who might be taking some risks and also doing some rom-coms and also, you know, uh, doing the superhero thing. And Mm -hmm. now he's just, you know, popping up in a comedy every now and then, but focusing on just being like a a famous rich person.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: When he first when his career first started, he was obviously like attractive and charming and like starring in these, you know, like rom com comedies, leading man roles. And then something after Deadpool changed where um I find that women are not drawn to him anymore, or at least the most women that I'm familiar with. Um, but if you like if you do like a poll on the internet or like Uh, with your average guy and you ask like your average guy, like who is like the hottest male celebrity you can think of? The answer (laughs) is always Ryan Reynolds. And I don't know what he did to the male population to convince them that like he is the peak of male attractiveness. Um, When I don't know a single woman that would ever say that. Um, So I just find his whole persona very interesting. I'm not even, I'm not offended by it. I'm not annoyed by it. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I think it has to do with his business stuff. Like, he, yeah. the where people see him now is in, like, aviation gin commercials. Right. And he's doing, like, a lot of what his shtick is, is... Pointing out the obvious, looking at the camera, like all of these things that I think men absolutely love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they
0: really men find it
1: clever, and men find it very right. like uh, it's it, it's 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 what they want out of life yeah. is if they could do that that yeah. that. So I, I I think that's why post Deadpool he has become um, uh, a superstar that all men want to be. <laughs>
0: um. Well, I might check this out because. I do. I have become a newfound fan of Rob McElhaney through. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's the show called that we both watched that we haven't talked about?
1: Mythic Quest.
0: Mythic Quest. Thank you. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. I've I've started to li- really like Mythic Quest, and and hence like Rob McElhaney through that show. Um. And I'm not a football fan, but I do. Watching Ted Lasso has made me want to like. Not get into yes. soccer in the way that like I'm watching real games on the weekends, you know, like mm-hmm. like on TV. But like I might go to a soccer game here in Nashville, you know, like that's the level of nice. interest I have right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is something I might watch. Where Where can we watch it?
1: This is uh through FX on Hulu.
0: Okay. Got it. And was is it a movie or is it a show? It is a show. So it's, it's it.
1: 18 30-minute episodes. And that okay. is the nice thing is they are 30-minute episodes. Perfect. So it, it moves very quickly.
0: Perfect. Thank you. All right. Well, this week I am feeling... Nancy Myers as a director um, and specifically two of her movies that I watched this weekend, which are it's complicated and something's got to give when we watch where, or excuse me, when I watched one of the movies that we're both going to be talking about today, spoiler alert, I was so disgusted <laughs> and disappointed that I had to like watch a good rom com to just remember like, why is this one so bad? Like what, does what a good rom-com look like? You know? And I immediately <clears throat> threw on it's complicated by Nancy Myers. Um, something that, and I specifically picked that one because I wanted a rom-com that in my memory was not one of the greatest of all times, but was like solid. Like here's what a solid job looks like. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't want to compare yeah. the first movie that I thought was bad to like, a Casablanca or my favorite, you know, you've got mail. I wanted something that felt like, you know, just like, yeah, a good solid job. So I, I threw on it's complicated and I don't know if it was because the movie I'd watched previously was so bad, but watching (laughs) it's complicated. I was like, this movie is actually incredible. (laughs) I (laughs) love this movie. Um, and, and then I it made me – it immediately made me want to watch her other movie that I think is her best, which is Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Although, I will say, after watching both of them back-to-back, back, I've always had the the grand opinion that It's Complicated is good, but not great. Something's Gotta Give is great. And now, mm-hmm. after watching the two of them side-by-side, side, I think that they might be equally good. It's Complicated really rose, in, it's a, in my opinion, of it, Um. These rom-coms, first of all, they're filled with movie stars that are in their absolute element. You have Meryl Streep being Meryl Streep. Incredible. Um, You have Alec Baldwin, who I'm not, like, a particular Alec Baldwin fan. But this is him, I think, at his, like, most charming, most, like, his sexiest. He's really, like... I was really feeling Alec Baldwin in this movie. Um yeah. and then you have Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton, like again, playing to their strengths. Um, another thing I really liked about both of these movies is I found both of them to be incredibly sexy. Um, these are not movies that are being sold for how sexy they are, especially like with these older stars, but I found the sex scenes in them to be very hot very like raw and realistic um and this is especially something i was aware of right now because there's a discourse happening on film twitter and in film conversations about sex scenes in movies and how our our movies and our tv shows are increasingly become quite sexless um people like the the horniness and the The visceral nature of sex scenes seems to be, um, you know, not as present in our films these days, Um, and that's something I do miss. And I and I I want to challenge people to like really embrace like sexuality in their films. And these are two movies that I think did such a great job of that. Um, Anyway. If you're wanting, like, solid rom-com storytelling that really cares about visuals and great writing and, like, heartfelt performances, I can't recommend these two high enough. Um, Have you seen both of these?
1: I have not seen It's Complicated. Um, Uh, I have watched Something's Gotta Give many, many times. (laughs) Yeah. And have never seen uh, It's Complicated. Mostly because I... At the time it came out, I was not a huge fan of Alec Baldwin. And so sure. I was just like, I can't imagine him in a rom-com with Meryl Streep. Like, it's just not going to work. <laughs> um, so I've never gotten around to seeing it, but it is on HBO Max now on streaming. And so I yeah. will definitely check it out.
0: You you should. Alec Baldwin's really good in it. He You know, he plays like a, a sleazy kind of guy, and he's very good at that. Okay. Um, <laughs>
1: good. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, yeah,
0: <laughs> the, the premise of It's Complicated is that Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin are are divorced he's remarried someone that he had an affair with who's much younger than her and they've been divorced for quite a while and um when their their son is graduating college they go away for the weekend for his graduation and they end up sleeping together and they start having an affair as a divorced couple um and so mm-hmm. it's about Meryl Streep kind of like regaining her sexuality, revisiting this older relationship. Um Steve Martin is also in it. He plays another love interest. He's great. Um what I like it's complicated also has like a lot in common with something's gotta give in way that I ways that I find interesting. Mm-hmm. They're both about like a divorced woman who has like kind of two love interests, a CAD and like a sweet guy and um <laughs> Yeah, and, and both of them have, like, adult children of divorce that are, like, really emotionally invested in the divorce, you know? They 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 really, yeah. like, kind yeah. of, um, as adults, still very, like, wrecked by their, their parents' divorce, which is, I think, kind mm-hmm. of funny in in the ways that it's handled in both of these movies. Um, they have a lot in common, which I think makes them a good sister pairing to watch. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And, of course, they both have... Nancy Myers like incredible sets and intention to detail and like all of the styling and all of the kitchens and all of the just the beautiful, beautiful settings. Um, which is really, really relaxing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We I could talk about those rom coms for a long time, but I now I think we should move on to some newer movies that came out this Valentine's weekend. Are you ready to talk about your place or mine and somebody I used to know? Yes. and I've been to find my way back for a minute. A and, the rain rain to the it. down. and I can hear it. I, feel like it. I can't it's feel it. It's brought it's brought Get it on. Let's here, I'm gonna propose something. I think we should start with your place or mine. And normally when we talk about movies, we talk about our initial reactions, and then we have a spoiler section. My proposal for these movies is that we we don't need a separate spoiler section. I think we should just be talk about the movies as they are, um, and just tell people like whether they should see them or not. And then if they have seen them, listen to this episode because this is these are kind of movies I don't want to be hindered by the spoiler section. I agree.
1: With, yeah, I agree with you there. I also think in the vein of rom coms. Um, when you're looking at kind of the, the genre tropes, like a good rom-com, like you, there's there's not a ton to spoil plot-wise um, totally. for these kinds of movies. So I, I definitely think it's it's easier just to talk about them as a whole. So yeah, we can start with Your Place or Mine.
0: Okay, great. So, um, you know, I think we should also preface this by saying that when the Your Place or Mine trailer came out, or actually I think that both of these trailers came out like, On the same day, or right around the the same same day,
1: I think. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We had texted them to each other. um, And I think both of us were pretty. We were anticipating both of these movies. Like they both had pretty good trailers. Would you agree?
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah, Your Place or Mine, especially, I was like, wow, this looks like a real rom com. You know, we have Ashton Kutcher and Mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon, who have both starred in rom coms I've really loved. Um, And yeah, this looks like a a return to exactly what i'm hoping for for valentine's day. um somebody i used to yep. know is like directed by dave franco, this new directorial debut, Alison and brie i've always adored. um so yeah, both highly anticipated. so starting with your place or mine. um how how did you feel about this movie, lucas?
1: Not good. Um <laughs> we, right right off the bat we're, we're we're watching this movie and rebecca leans over and goes, "is this bad?" <laughs> Just, just like five minutes in, she goes. I can't tell if I if it's just if it's bad or not. I like I just don't like it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, this is it's definitely bad. Um, th- this th- this movie is hard. I think for me to talk about because of how much I anticipated it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I expected it to be good. Um, and it's really not. I think a lot of that comes down to, um, just the dialogue and the. The script itself. Yeah. Um, I like Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. Um, I would be very happy to see them do another rom com together. But I don't think that this um, script is just up to par. Um, I think we could talk more about you know the specifics. But I think I don't, I can't tell if there's a lot of ad libbing going on or no ad libbing, and it's just worse. <laughs> so um, I don't think there was think any ad libbing
0: going on in this movie. No. Uh, i don't think there was a single Um, bit of ad-libbing
1: yikes um but like i i I think one of the things that worked best in this movie are the the friend characters so Tignataro and uh who plays the other friend
0: yeah she's been in a bunch lately zoe chow
1: yeah zoe chow yeah she's in everything at the moment um I think those two characters worked the best, um, and that's not saying a lot for, for this movie, um, but I just think Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon, their their dialogue, their character motivations, everything is so one-note and on the page for this that it's just uh, extremely boring to watch.
0: Yeah, so I couldn't believe how bad this movie was. This is one of the worst <laughs> movies I've seen in a long time, I will say. Yeah. Um yeah, I. the only thing that this movie has going for it is that, like, I didn't find it offensive. You know what I mean? Like, there's not, like, anything yeah. hateful in it or, or like, sexist right. or, you know, racist. or yeah. There wasn't, like, a thing where I was like, wow, I'm really offended by this concept. Um, so it has that going for it. It's, you know, very, you know, it do- doesn't, you know, r- rankle me up in that way. But in every other way, as a as a lover of rom coms, it this movie was very upsetting. Um, mm-hmm. One, I agree. I think the script is bad, and what's really a bummer about that is that this was written and directed by Eileen Brosch McKenna, who I have been a big fan of. Um, she wrote Same. <laughs> Devil Wears Prada, Twenty Seven Dresses two great movies and then she's also a writer and like showrunner on crazy ex-girlfriend did you watch crazy ex-girlfriend
1: yep that I... was i will say that's that was actually my favorite part of this movie is uh the cameo <laughs> from like eight different
0: right. crazy ex-girlfriend characters <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i loved crazy ex-girlfriend and so yeah i expect good writing from this person like mm-hmm. uh, she's really proven herself and this was just such a mess. Um, to
1: me, this felt like a first draft. It's like yeah. she handed in a first draft to Netflix, and they were like, yeah, I guess go shoot it. So Totally.
0: It felt, yeah, first draft is the, great, the best way to describe this. Um, I think it has a lot of problems. I think, first and foremost, the script is the biggest problem of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Second biggest problem of this movie is maybe it's because of the script, or maybe it's just because they were both phoning it in. But Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon have zero chemistry with each other. um, Yes. In this film, at least. And now, what's funny about that is that right now on the internet, there's also this big thing going on because they did all these red carpet photos where they were both standing awkwardly next to each other. And everyone was calling out, like, (laughs) why are these two, why do they look so weird together on a red carpet? Um, Like, you're promoting a rom-com. Like, you need to be a little bit more comfortable. And when that happened, I thought, like, oh, this is funny, but, like, these guys are stars. Like, they're going to pull it together for the movie. They're just having a weird, you know, red carpet moment. And now I'm kind of like, oh, no, this is... (laughs) Like y'all have no chemistry. These actors, so the the movie takes place uh, for people who are like, well, I'm definitely not watching this movie, which let me just say, I don't <laughs> think anyone should watch this movie. This is one of the few times where I'm like, yeah, beware, do not watch this movie. Yeah, the premise of your place or mine is that Ashton Kutcher lives in New York. Reese Witherspoon lives in l a. They've been friends for over twenty years. Their friendship started when they had a one night stand with each other. Um, and she Reese Witherspoon has to take, this is what I got hung up on a week long course, mathematical (laughs) slash financial course in New York. And, um, she's planning on visiting him. Her sitter falls through. So he offers to come to LA, stay at her house. And watch her kid while she goes to New York, stays at his apartment, um, and so they have this week where they've swapped houses, and they're talking. They talk on the phone every day, and it's about their relationship developing. Um, they only have two scenes together where they're in person together. Um, yep. One of them is like a quick scene where they have their one night stand. Barely anything happens.
1: So they're, it's their meat. Cute.
0: Right, Um, which is just them making out. Essentially, we don't see them meet. We just see them making out. Ultimately, yep. Um, And then the second is where they meet in person at the end of the movie. They have a fight, and then they kiss, and then all of a sudden they're together and in love. It is not great. Um, This movie also had me thinking about like what other movies have the two leads been separate the whole time. And of course I think of mm-hmm. like Sleepless in Seattle where the, right. those two characters, now those two characters aren't even really talking to each other, but you're so excited yeah. to see them together in person. Um mm-hmm. Or of course you have, you've got mail where they're IMing each other. Um, and there's so much chemistry there and there's, there's none yeah. in this movie.
1: I think Part of the – because one of the things that I was thinking about this, and I think this will come back into the sex scene conversation as well, but one of the things that we're stuck in right now is this period of time where every movie has to have a very complicated plot. Mm -hmm. We are very interested in plot-driven movies at the moment um, and not very interested in character-driven movies. Something like When Harry Met Sally – I mean not When Harry Met Sally – you, you've Got Mail. Yeah. When You've Got Mail came out, I feel like that was a very complicated plot for the time. Mm. Um, where you have, a ve- I mean, again, it is, you know, based on a play, all of those things, but you spend so much time listening to these characters' wants and desires over I am, hearing how they're thinking about each other, like all of these things. Um, but there's also a plot going on. In most movies now, you spend so much time on the plot that you don't have time to actually have the characters just grow as characters and hear from each other and, you know, learn about each other. And that I feel like is really missing in this movie. There's so many extra plot points that don't really make sense. In this movie, the whole Gosh. book plot line of like having to get this book published, she spends more time with Jesse Williams in this movie than she does with Ashton Kutcher. With I think even just talking to Ashton Kutcher, she spends more time with Jesse Williams.
0: Let me just so. say, MVP of this movie is Jesse Williams. Someone who like he's great, he's in, fantastic. He's his scenes were the only time in the movie where I sp- felt a spark of anything, where he felt. Mm-hmm natural he felt charming like i i felt their chemistry with each other it made me want to root for him the whole time um because he's the only thing that felt you know good Mm -hmm. in this film yeah
1: and so like that is i feel like that's the one thing you learn about him or she that she learns about um ashton kutcher's character is that oh he wrote a book <laughs> and then you spend the rest of the movie she's not because i i feel like this should be a build up of her realizing that she fits perfectly in his life or like they need to be together and you don't have that she's has this on and off again you know relationship with jesse williams this kind of uh school thing that she's doing for like two yeah. scenes or whatever um and thing. then this friendship have... yeah it's That's weird so many it's questions really about i know (laughs) it feels so fake also like it just feels
0: she's in class
1: and you only see her like it i don't know it's weird like
0: i really just need to know like what kind of course lasts one week like and
1: it's these look like college and it's to get get her bachelor's degree like it's just like she's finishing her bachelor's degree is what this is I think I I might need to look it up. I might not look it up, actually.
0: (laughs) It was a week long course. I just couldn't get over that. It's weird. Like, because this seemed like a complicated, I don't know if it was math or finance. It was something with numbers. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think that like any of those concepts, unless it's like an intro to like marketing, you know what I mean? Like, how could you (laughs) do a course in a week? I
1: think, yeah, I think it was like some kind of accounting thing. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Again, more plot stuff that is unnecessary to this movie. Um, But I think that does come back into the sex scene conversation of the idea that, like, sex scenes don't advance the plot. (laughs) So why would you have it in the movie? And whereas what we're talking about is character development, Um, growing a character, learning more about a character, learning more about the chemistry and relationships that people have with each other. Like, that's what that's for. If it's done well, like there are definitely like very bad sex scenes that are gratuitous and unnecessary to anything. Um, But I do think this this happened after the the third episode of The Last of Us, which is a truly character centric piece. And a lot of people after the episode weren't mad that it was a gay love story. They were mad that it didn't advance the plot at all. they're like the only thing that this moved forward was you know they got a car or whatever and it's like that's not the point of storytelling that's not the point of any of this um it's about the characters and that's something that i feel like we're missing right now which is why we don't have good rom-coms and which is why we don't have uh many sex yeah i
0: i want to speak to the phrase gratuitous sex scenes um because that's such an interesting concept to me because we don't say that about we say gratuitous violence i guess is the other thing but there's so yeah. many like aspects I think those of, are the two. of filmmaking that we don't refer to as gratuitous and yet it, they're in the movie because it's fun to look at like we have you know great I costumes. would say exploitative
1: is probably the the better word for it sure
0: yeah um, I think I think that's yeah. right like I, we have I, I exploitative
1: imagine... violence and we have exploitative yeah. sex scenes
0: that makes I, I think that makes a lot more sense to be critical of that. Um, mm-hmm. I just it does feel like we are in a culture that is not it's not even so much people are saying like I, I hear I, I do think you're right that some people don't like sex scenes because they don't move forward the plot or whatever but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I hear more people on the internet set feeling this discomfort with sex you know like i just like oh it's, it's uncomfortable to watch two actors you know uh, having a sex scene with each other and I, I i hate that that's the trend that we're in because it has this implication that sex is something that isn't like beautiful and natural and um you know mm-hmm. a, a part of all of our lives um Anyway, that's me yeah. going on my sex, like, positive <laughs> soapbox. Um, no. back to Your Place or Mine. Um, you know, there's so many plot details in this movie that, like, are confounding to me. Um, we've talked about, like, the school that she goes to. <laughs> uh, uh, another that really bothers me is her relationship with the Zoe Chow character. Um... is such it's such a wild choice to have this ex-fling of Ashton Kutcher shows up and becomes her instant best friend like instantly is like I'm incredibly supportive with you I want to drop whatever I'm doing to spend time with you at any time of the day I'm going to lend you my clothes I'm going to (laughs) yeah it is the wildest relationship and I kept thinking, like, I understand why you need you need Reese Witherspoon to have a sounding board in New York, right? Like, Ashton has a sounding board in L.A. Reese needs one in New York. And I just kept thinking, like, the easy fix for this is instead of making her an ex-fling of his, um, or someone who just shows up at the door, you know, it could still be an ex-fling, make her a neighbor in his apartment building. Like... Make her yeah. be someone who is has a relationship with him. He could she could even still be an ex fling. But like make her be someone who Reese keeps running into, you know? And they form yeah. a connection that way. Instead of this like weirdness of this character just showing up all the time for someone she just met. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is funny because we know nothing about that character at all. She shows up and then she's just there to help Reese Witherspoon. And I I 100% agree. Like having her be a neighbor makes would make a lot of sense. Um, Ashton Kutcher runs into uh, Tignataro at school. A lot. Right and like those types of things and like right. she comes over as well but like that that feels more natural than
0: <laughs> well and it's up that um, than, like than the new york side they are old friends as well like he knows Tegnataro yeah. and so like that relationship mm-hmm. felt so natural that like yeah of course mm-hmm. they'd be hanging out while he's in town and you're right like a lot of their scenes like oh they see each other at school drop off and then they go get coffee together afterwards like felt yeah. very it makes so much sense and Every scene with Zoe Chow, I was like, not Zoe Chow's fault, but just the like, the circumstances of her character were so baffling <laughs> to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. But again, I I think that comes from, like, we have all these plot points to hit and we need yeah. the sounding board for these things and, like, less about what are we actually doing with these characters? What, like, it's just, it felt like a completely plot-driven movie. Yeah.
0: Another no. thing that I was noticing about this film, as soon as it started, now... I will say, um, I'm going to give it the tiniest bit of credit. I was watching this at someone Ooh. else's house. I was dog sitting, and the the look of the film was really bothering me. Um, and I was like, "Wow, this this film looks horrible." <laughs> and then I started. It's complicated right afterwards. And when it it's complicated started, I realized it also looked bad on the TV. And that's when I realized like the picture mm. settings on the TV were not appropriate. Yeah. Um. And so I fixed that. But so it could be partially due to picture settings. So I will give it that. However, as soon as this film started, I was like, oh. This is not a rom-com on Netflix. This is a Netflix rom-com, and that has a specific cheap look to it that I found very disappointing. Um, Did you have the same experience on your normal TV?
1: Uh, Yes, it looks like a Netflix movie. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, it just it feels pretty fake.
0: It, it, yeah, everything felt so glossy. Nothing felt lived mm-hmm. in. It felt, yeah, just the sets were just all. Everything looked cheap and and not and not real. Um, in a way that, again, I think a good a part of a rom com is settling into a place that feels like I want to be in this world, right? Um, which is what what mm-hmm. makes Nancy Myers movies and Nora Ephron movies so good and held in such high esteem is like we want to live in those homes, um, yeah. and not just those homes, but we want to walk on those streets and and go to those restaurants and and go to those farmers markets like a lot of it of course is this fantasy of like this rich life right this upper class like mm-hmm. beautiful home but not all of it is some a lot of it is like the skill of the filmography in those films and uh this movie just looked awful it looked so bad um <laughs> yeah and everything about this movie yeah. felt false and i kept watching it like really hunting for the good, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are, is is this a moment that feels funny or natural or real? Um, I I thought the conversations with Tignataro felt, I I, I liked Tignataro a lot, and like she feels very at ease in this film. Um, and I do mm-hmm. think Jesse Williams is my MVP, and that was about yep. it. That was that was where my <laughs> limit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of good to say about this movie um yeah Um, it was not what i was looking for at all yeah
0: and it was also a bummer because i don't think ashton's been in a lot of movies lately like he also like ryan is like doing becoming an investor you know um
1: yeah and i've also never heard anybody just call him ashton
0: oh yeah i definitely (laughs) just refer to him as ashton he's the only one you know like (laughs) he is um, the only one He actually is someone who I have always been like I really drawn to. I find him so funny and charming. Um and at least like, as a movie star, you know. And mm-hmm. there were moments in this film where I was like I see that trying to come out of you, but the writing in this movie is so bad that like it's you're having you're struggling with it, you know. Um Yeah. Versus Reese, I feel like was just committing to the bad writing in a way that I preferred Ashton's performance to Reese's performance in this film. Like, I I felt him really I, like trying to make it work and Reese just being like, eh, it's a bad script. I'll just do the line. Yeah.
1: I couldn't tell if that was their performance or if that was just how how much we got from Reese, because I feel like the, yeah. the screenplay is more from about her and from her perspective. (laughs) And so she just is talking way more than Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) So, it just feels worse, but
0: yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. The scenes with the kid were rough. They were Mm -hmm. like, you, 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 you put a kid in these movies because the kid's going to bring a lot of levity and like cuteness to a film. Right. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and this kid was a downer like this kid character like it was it was not cute yeah i want it wasn't funny i think
1: i think it should be made clear that it's not like the kid actor is bad it's like the character itself is supposed to be a downer which is a weird writing yeah the
0: scenes the writing of the scenes like oh god it was bad it was so bad Um. Well, I, I, I'm glad that we did get a chance to talk about this movie because I, I don't want anyone else to see it. I wouldn't force anyone else to see this movie, but I did need to get my yeah. thoughts out with someone Um. Who, yeah, who, definitely. who knew what I went through. Um. Yeah. On a better note, at least for myself, let's move on definitely. to somebody I used to know. Earlier is Dave Franco's directorial debut. It was written by Dave Franco and Allison Bree, who are husband and wife, for those who don't know. Um, did, were you aware of that, Lucas? I know you don't always know this. I did things. know that. Okay, yes. great. Yes. Um, that was and,
1: one of the ones that I did know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it stars Allison Bree, Jay Ellis, Kirstie Clemens, and Danny Pootie. Um, and it is about. Alison Brie's character is visiting her hometown. She runs into her longtime ex, who still lives in her hometown, and then realizes that she happens to be there, realizes that she still has feelings for him, and she happens to be there on his wedding weekend, and she's kind of inserting herself into the weekend. I was excited about this because this movie looks like my favorite genre of, like, indie rom-com you know like it doesn't have the gloss of a big movie star rom-com but it has like the humor and the the naturalism and the appeal of like these indie films um i was really excited about this movie how did you feel about somebody i used to know
1: um this was complicated for me i really really liked it up until the very end (laughs) and then Mm. i didn't like it (laughs) okay overall i actually i actually think this is a good movie and i i don't think it's the movie's fault well actually i do think it's the movie's fault but i think <laughs> yeah. it is more about my take on the movie um mm. and what it's saying which i think we, we we can get into later um but all the way through i was like i'm really actually enjoying this process a lot i also think i mean obviously coming off of um the other movie what is the
0: your wow, place or mine it's just
1: it's that your Place or Mine. After talking about Your Place or Mine, I'm, I think any movie is going to sound a bit good. But, right. <laughs> um, but I also just think, like, the writing here is actually funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, characters have chemistry. Big <laughs> like, time. Like, like, stuff like – and and even just, like, little one-off characters. Um, uh, Amy Sedaris is yeah. in this movie and for, for, like, one scene and is hilarious. Like, just, like, stuff like that that it's just, like, people are actually, like – Operating at a very Haley high Joel
0: level. Haley Joel Osment.
1: I, I, yes. Haley Joel Osment is a very, very side character this movie and is absolutely hilarious. Has tons yeah. of great lines. So stuff like that, that it's just like, oh, this is actually doing what I need a, a rom-com to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'd love to hear what you thought.
0: Yeah, I loved this movie. Um, I, I've i always been a big fan of Alison Bray. Um, I think... Yeah, I've, I've liked her in whatever I've seen her in. She's in another movie that has, like, this indie rom-com tone that I've always loved called Save the Date. Um, I think she's really good in that. I will say that, like, I find Alison Brie and Dave Franco as a celebrity couple to be incredibly charming. They've been doing a lot of press together for this film, and wow, like, they're the kind of couple you really want to be friends with. Um, maybe you want to date them. Like, they're, you're just like, wow, am I, like, do I want to be you? Do I want to date you? Like, they're, I find them very charming. Um, and a lot of that charm really bleeds into this film. Um, their sense of humor that's, like, a little dirty, but not too much. Um, very sweet, but this movie also has, like, a... Uh, Slightly sinister edge, you know, um, there's a darkness Mm -hmm. looming underneath the surface of this film, but not a darkness that I find uncomfortable. You know, it's a, it's, it's generally a very sweet film. Um, yeah. And I just found it to be a really great story about old friends reconnecting a person who's like kind of lost her way, trying to find her way and her purpose, um, I could watch a million movies like this. Like these are the kind of movies that they, they probably won't make my best of the year list, but I could watch them every single night of the week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love this film and I, I agree this cast, everyone in this cast, I found funny and charming, um, from all the way down from the stars to like the smaller players. We've talked about Haley Joel Osment. It's really funny in this film. Um, her, the actress that plays her mom, Julie Haggerty, has every yes. scene with her. I was <laughs> like, I, I laughed and my heart broke in every single scene, and she didn't get a lot of a, a lot of time to do that, and she just really made me feel for her character. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some. my my biggest bone to pick with this movie, which maybe, I don't know how you feel, feel the same, but we'll talk about kind of how it ends and how the plot goes is this movie is being marketed as a rom-com. Um, it's being released on Valentine's weekend. The poster has a is very much like a rom-com. Um, and I would not say that this movie is a rom-com ultimately. Um, it's a that doesn't mean it's bad, but it's just it's not yeah. a rom-com.
1: Would you say my best friend's wedding is a rom-com?
0: You know, I, that's a great question. Most rom-coms to me fall into this classic uh, like formula of at the end the two people are in love with each other. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. it right. doesn't have to be the two people that you thought it was going to be, but it, there has to be like some sort of a happy ending, right? Um, yeah, and my best friend's wedding for the main character for the lead and someone else. Yeah, um, yes, yes, right. And my best friend's wedding does not fall into that category, but I would right. call it a rom com still. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's the one; it's one of those exceptions to that rule. Um, there's yeah. rom com is also like one; it has to be romantic, it has to be funny, and there also is like a genus qua that like. You know that it's a rom-com, you know, like the the look of it, the feel of it. I feel like I'm living in a rom-com and my best friends Mm running has like the, the feel of a rom-com so much with starring Julia Roberts that I think I would still count it. This movie does not have the feel of a rom-com because of it's like indie low key nature. And so agreed because it doesn't have that happy ending of a a happy romantic ending, I should say. Um, yeah. I wouldn't classify it as one. If it had looked more like a rom-com and not had that ending, I might be more willing to categorize it that way. Um, but because it doesn't have the look and it doesn't have the ending, I feel like that's what disqualifies yeah. it. I agree um, with that. Here's the other issue I have with this movie. And this is not really, this is just a choice the movie made that, i don't think is bad but it's just not what i personally wanted um mm-hmm. my other problem with this movie is that danny pooty is so good in this movie he's, <laughs> yes, he's so <laughs> charming he looks incredible now i'm gonna mm-hmm. be up front here i have a huge crush on danny pooty just in general like watching him in mythic quest i'm so obsessed with him so like a lot of this Mm -hmm. is my crush you know i'm biased right
1: (laughs) but i will say i did not have a crush on him until this movie so i think it's this movie
0: he's so good in this movie and so like if you put someone with that much charisma on the screen Mm -hmm. and him and alice and Bree have incredible chemistry like they've known each other for so long they were great on screen together. If you put them together in all these scenes with all this chemistry and he's so attractive and, and he's the reasonable one and he's funny and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, then why are these two not getting together? And yep. ultimately, this is not a film about our lead falling in love. It is a film about a lead finding herself again, right? And I appreciate that, wanting that... A- to write a story about that so i don't think the film is wrong for not making her you know fall in love with the best friend but yeah it is a problem it was distracting because i kept being it was like, distracting <laughs> are they gonna fall in love they obviously have such great chemistry together and he's so lovable yeah. um
1: yeah and, and it wasn't like – it wasn't like one of those movies where it's the choice. It's like she chooses not to be with him to right. go pursue her her whatever. Like it's like that's not even acknowledged by the movie that they have chemistry. Totally. <laughs> yeah.
0: The movie – yeah. The Ugh. movie just decides to like not present it as an option. And the whole time yeah. I was like it's clearly a great option. Like,
1: <laughs> it, Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and
0: what I also think is annoying – Uh, The one problem I will say is that, like, if it's going to be clearly not an option, right, if if you're not going to lean into that, why make that Mm -hmm. character single? You know, like, in the movie, they early in the beginning, they really set it up like, I'm divorced or I'm broken up, like, I'm single.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so that really made me think, like, oh, he's going to be the option. Like, and to me, just, like, give him a wife that is around in all of these scenes so that like it <laughs> takes him out of the running in our minds, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think for me, like I really loved like their scenes together were obviously amazing. Yeah. I also think that um, everyone in this movie is a star in this yes. weird way that like J Ellis is incredible. Yeah. um Kiersey clemens i love her in everything she's in obviously danny Pudi, and then allison brie as these kind of four very much stars <laughs> yeah. leading this um was really really fun to see
0: Kirsty clemens is so good in this movie um she mm-hmm. like there was I-, I think in the trailer for this film they really highlight, like, Alison Brie and Kiersey Clemens characters, like, bonding, you know? And her being like, I actually yeah. like her. And so mm-hmm. I expected to, them to have, like, this instant... I went in this movie thinking, like, oh, they're going to instantly bond and she's going to... Kiersey Clemens is going to be so charming that Alison Brie can't, like, help but love her. Similar to yeah. My Best Friend's Wedding, right? Um, yeah. Where yeah. you can't help but love Cameron Diaz in that movie. And well it was a surprise to find out that they would have this antagonistic relationship to start. Yes. You know? Um
1: Which I, I liked.
0: I liked too. I really appreciated Kiersey Clemens and her friends being like, what is this bitch doing? Like I'm instantly suspicious yes. yep. <laughs> of this Alison Bree character. Yes. Um and it, yeah, it was great to watch them go head to head to have Alison Bree, who is proven to her character is proven to be able to like get people to reveal more than they'd like to like she's she's skilled at at pulling information and pulling emotion out of people right and Mm -hmm. kiersey clemens who is like a good match for her like she's she's smarter than she's than she like than allison brie expected her to be she's um a little bit edgier she's um she kind of sees through Alison Bree and doesn't care. She's like, she has this like, yeah, I understand what you're doing and I'm just going to go along. It's, you know, because I can't bring myself to like, you know, get worked up over you, you know? Um, Yeah. 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 And then also, of course, then they see themselves in each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Alison Bree sees like her past self, Kiersey Clemens sees like a a possible future version of herself that she doesn't know if she wants or not um yeah i I, I liked the story I liked the idea of you know being a young woman and having to decide do I live my life for myself and my passions or do I live myself my life for my significant other and the potential of a family um is can can you do it all you know um mm-hmm. it's an ongoing like narrative that of course like most women relate to and I like that this movie was, like, a story about that and not necessarily a rom-com, but I also would like this entire cast to, like, come back together and make a real rom-com and make Danny Pudi, like, a yep. real love interest.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, I would love to talk about my – the thing that I hated about this movie. Yeah, please. Um, and it it – I'm curious if you felt this at all or if this is just my – Re- reading of it that <laughs> didn't work well but allison Bree's character is a garbage person <laughs> she's mm. she her her show gets canceled uh by zoe chow <laughs> who's also in this movie yeah <laughs> um she goes back to her hometown um is a complete asshole to her mom yeah. <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. Um who's her mom is very sweet. <laughs> uh runs into her ex-boyfriend. They have this amazing day, which I loved. Right. But then as soon as she finds out what's happening, she does try to and as Danny Pudu says, are you going to try and best friend my best friend's wedding this thing? <laughs> like she's actively trying to break them up. Yeah. And my assumption was that Throughout the whole movie, she was going to basically realize what a bad person she's been this whole movie. Hmm. And I don't think we got that. I think what we got was I've I've realized what I want out of life. And I'm sorry for somewhat ruining your wedding a little bit. You know, those she she says, I'm sorry, but I don't think she has the full realization of I have been so self-centered that I haven't. um, Like, look at all these people who care about me kind of a thing. Like, that's what I was missing at the end. Like, she decides mm-hmm. to go and hang out with her mom at the end, but you don't get this full realization of um, just, yeah, how self-centered and how unappreciative she's been this whole movie, <laughs> which, again, feels like a quibble in this movie, but yeah. it, it just rubbed me the wrong way at the end. I was like, I because I did not think that this is where we were going.
0: <laughs> yeah. That doesn't bother me. I think... What I like, I like movies about women that are not, that like have a little bit of an asshole edge to them. You know, like I, that's, Mm -hmm. I love, I love Julia Roberts because she's so good at playing characters that are so charming, but have a little bit of asshole in them. Um, which is why Mm -hmm. my best friend's wedding is so good. Right. Like, because you're like, wow, how am I still rooting for this character? Even though she's doing this horrible thing. Um, And I think Alison Brie is really good at, like, writing that line as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think what's interesting about this character is that, like, she's not mean. You know what I mean? Like, she is self-centered. Yes. And at the end of the movie, she doesn't have some, like, big realization. But I think that you have those small acknowledgements. Like she confesses to bringing the pa- inviting the parents to the wedding she apologizes she like leaves the wedding she doesn't stick around you know um which i thought yes, was like a which really I did sp- like i i really liked that move um yep and then she like uh, she, i don't know if she i don't remember if she apologizes to her mom or she or she's just like i'm sorry i've been away you know and her mom kind of just like She
1: doesn't apologize to her mom or her assistant, who are the people she's been the absolute meanest to the whole time. Okay, she gives she her has, show to her assistant, but yeah. she she there's she, no apologizing.
0: I, I, I remember there is there was a scene with their mom at the end where they kind of like mm-hmm. come together. And I do remember I don't yeah. know if she says I'm sorry, but there's a scene where her mom is like, It's okay, I'm your mom, you know? Which It's not great. Like it's, I don't think it's like behavior (laughs) that we would exemplify, but it does feel very real. Like it does feel very real that like Mm -hmm. some people, you know, like they take advantage of their mom and their mom just puts up with it because they're their mom. And like, that's just the way it's going to be. Like, I, I, I like that – I guess I kind of like that there's not, like, this faux sincerity of, like, mm-hmm. uh, this big apology to her, their mom because, like, yeah, that character probably doesn't apologize to her mom. You know, like, that's – that felt very – that rang true to me Um, in a way that, like
1: so – Yes. People only I, have so
0: much growth yeah. <laughs> in a short amount yeah. of time.
1: I just think my, my issue was that she grew in a direction that I didn't expect. She grew sure. in what she wants out of life, not yeah. in – I'm going to, I'm realizing how many people care about me and I'm going to be a better person because of it. So it was just a different direction than I expected it to go.
0: (laughs) Totally. I, I get that. And I, what I will, another thing I will say is that like, we have like that little hint at the end when she's, Filming that documentary, she seems to be like a much happier, kinder person, right? Just in, like her whole yes aura has shifted, and she does say something like, "Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm going to visit my mom this weekend," and so
1: yes, she I does get the do sense
0: that, that yeah. like, okay, she is now in a place where she like visits her mom, and she actually like visits her mom. She like
1: yeah, that's true.
0: I would recommend this movie <laughs> to a lot of people. Um, I think it's really easy to watch. Um, my biggest thing like i'm going to bring it up again is when when i finished watching this movie um i immediately looked up danny pootie's imdb and i was like okay i want i want my danny pootie fix like has he starred in a movie where like he's the main <laughs> focus and there's been only there hasn't been many or or any that sounded like really no. appealing to me um he's he's just so good i just really need more i just need the industry to like give him a lot more to do
1: yeah no i i 100 agree he also constantly plays younger than he actually is yeah um and he looks so good I, he looks so good <laughs> it's wild how good he yeah. is um yeah I, I i want him in more things I, and honestly like the whole cast i was just applauding the entire time of, yeah. of bringing all of these people together for this hilarious movie so <laughs> um yeah I have not liked Allison Brie's other movies that she wrote. She wrote. She wrote, her other movies that she wrote with um, the director. What's his name? Jeff Baina, I think something like that. Hmm. Um, last year, she came out with "Spin Me Round," um, and then "Horse Girl" a couple years oh, ago. Both yeah. of those movies are very bad. Um, I, didn't I did not see like either those. of those.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're um, not good. I, yeah, I considered watching "Spin Me Round," but I. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I think see it's a, got
1: a, I think it's got a fun cast. Spin Me Around has a fun cast for sure. Right. Um, but the, the movie is, I think very bad. <laughs> it feels cheap sure. too. Like it feels like a cheap movie. Yeah. Um, but this one really blew me away. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at her IMDb and she's, she has like a pretty full IMDb. Like there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of movies mm-hmm. that I will never watch on here, but then there's a lot that she's really yeah. great in, you know?
1: I think I still see her as mostly a TV actress mm. who stars in some smaller indie movies, but is going to get cast in supporting roles for yeah. uh, bigger movies.
0: Oh, of course. She, one of her best is Sleeping With Other People with Jason Sudeikis. Yep. Um, yep. Incredible. Um yeah, so I, I'll continue to watch Alison Brie, you know, rom-coms, as, as long as she'll keep making them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Alison Brie and Dave Franco write together again, and I would watch another Dave Franco movie. I agree. I think this was like a solid effort. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was surprised by it. Um, yeah, I would definitely watch whatever they do next.
0: Especially, because here's here's what my guess is Dave Franco's strength in this as a director is he seems like the kind of guy people want to work with and he could get the kind of Mm -hmm. cast like he did for this movie.
1: Um, Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, that is very, very valuable. Um, Mm -hmm. Even, even, you know, the, the two, you know, minor characters at the beginning with um, what's his name? Um, Zoe Chow and,
1: Yes, uh, Sam Richardson.
0: Sam Richardson. Um, you know, they, nothing rolls, but they're friends. With, they, no, yeah. they did a show with Dave Franco, so of course they're going to pop in. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: yeah. I think one of the one of the real strengths of this movie is just it's it's deep bench, um, yeah. and I think that's something that's underlooked at in rom coms yeah. is the supporting cast um, is having. Not, not only a good one, but just like a well-written supporting cast. Sure. Um, and I think this one, uh, has it in spades, so.
0: <laughs> I mean, looking at like yeah. these Nancy Myers movies that I watched recently, you have like. Yeah. It, and it's complicated. You have John Krasinski, who's playing Meryl Streep's son-in-law, um, and he's so yeah. good in that movie. Um, he's, it made me really wish like John Krasinski was still making rom-coms, um, and then yeah. in, like, Something's Gotta Give, you have Amanda Peet playing her daughter. You know, like, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Ma- and Frances McDormand plays her sister that just, like, pops yeah, in. exactly. Incredible Fantastic supporting Fantastic performance
1: by <laughs> Frances McDormand. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: And, and I think of, like, my favorite, you know, Nora Ephron movies. When Harry Met Sally, you have Carrie Fisher, you know, like, knocking yeah. it out of the park in these supporting roles um they they bring mm-hmm. so much to a movie, and yeah um some was it somebody I used to know? I really, really played that to its strengths um, I keep definitely having a hard time saying this name because of the song um because the song is somebody that I used to know, and this is I just know, somebody I, I used to know somebody
1: yeah yeah i I do the same thing, so yeah. I've definitely called it somebody that I used to know multiple times. (laughs) Right?
0: Can I tell you, I one thing that I was surprised by in a way that I'm like, wow, I should have seen that coming, is that the somebody I used to know that she's referring to is herself in the movie when she says the when she says the line in the film.
1: Right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) it it got me. I felt the exact
1: same way. I was like, ah, yes, okay. (laughs) that's that's the deeper meaning here yes <laughs> yes
0: it really yeah. like hit the nail like okay this is the, mm-hmm. the premise of the film. <laughs> um yeah
1: yes yeah
0: oh uh, well lucas thank you for letting us have a week where we indulged in rom-coms fully um it was fun to yes this was a blast a, a com- um compare and contrast between these two yes
1: definitely definitely um I think we would love to hear what your favorite rom-coms are. I am always looking for a list of rom-coms that I haven't seen. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like I've, at this point I feel like I've seen all the good ones, but if right. there are ones out there that you're like, this is an underrated rom-com that you absolutely have to see. Let us know.
0: Big time. Especially if they're like of these indie varieties that like people don't, we haven't heard yes. of them, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I would love to know that as well. So um, where can people tweet or reach out to you um, to to give yes. you
1: those info? Um, now that Tweetbot a T- tweet bot uh, is no longer a thing, I am not on Twitter <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I yeah. still am technically on Twitter, so you can uh you can tag me on something and I will get a notification but i 'm not actually on Twitter anymore, and I have nowhere to go. I guess Mastodon is going to be the thing, but I just i can 't no i can 't do it nobody 's there yet, so nope. somebody has to some somebody's really got to got to make a big move here cuz i am missing social media but um so yeah find me there at lucas and stuff i guess but letterbox i guess is really the only place where i'm actually yeah. active
0: are you you're not still on instagram
1: oh yes i i am on instagram i don't post anything or sure. anything at all i don't use instagram yeah yeah so
0: um i'll look well, at
1: stories every once in a while
0: right i do still use instagram um you can also find me on twitter and letterboxd all of my socials are at sandra amstutz my last name is spelled a-m-s-t-u-t-z thanks for listening everyone
1: yeah bye
0: thank you Goodbye. bye
1: i'll see you soon okay
0: that's it go home Yep. Yeah. moving along padre goodbye old friend that's it that's our show for tonight people